0: Hi, my name is Louis Pierre Gignac, President and CEO of G Mining Ventures. Uh, we're building
1: the Token mine in Brazil and tracking really well. Well, hello. I'm in your neck of the woods, sort of, North America. Yeah. Hey, as we're here at the conference. Um, what are you here to do? Who, 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 who are you speaking to? What was your hair, actually? Should... Yeah, I mean, we're, we're meeting with a lot of our existing
0: investors right. um, and a lot of new ones as well. Uh, so we do have a mixed schedule uh, at this event this year it's the second time uh that we attend uh, this conference right and then institutional primarily that yeah we're about 80 percent institutional investors which is i'd say uncommon for companies of our size but uh we, yeah. we have a good slate of, of
1: good well there's a lot of investors. there's a lot of things uncommon about you we're going to get into that and i think you know okay Um, so just in terms of that conversation, clearly you update them regularly, you know, and what are those kind of key messages that they want to hear or they want to ask about? Yeah. I mean, if, if we look at today is actually the one year anniversary of making a construction
0: decision. So we made that at this conference last year. Um, so one year later, we're able to report on tremendous progress that we've made so far. Right. Um, so we're 50% complete, 51% complete on our project. Um, we've put 2, put 2.8 million hours on the project LTI free, um, where, you know, detail engineering is done, our major procurement is done. Um, so there's a, a lot of great things that we've been able to do in this in this year that's passed. And so that's the type of stuff we're
1: Okay. So that's for sure. the one year anniversary. But it's also so not just far not far off the two year anniversary of actually you know starting this project. And you're talking about, you know, second half next year getting into production, commissioning, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's Unheard of! You're making it very difficult for everyone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean that that was one of the main attractions for us to to get into Turkantenzino because yeah. we felt we could move rapidly. But I think you know the the quality of the team and our ability to execute. Facilitated our ability to finance the project as well. Right. Um, so we didn't, you know, it was a competitive process that we ran, and where we have strong supporters. But you know, some companies can take a lot longer to, to get their projects financed.
1: They, they they can, and I guess that's what most people look to is, you know, it was, what did you walk into? Just remind people, so what did you walk into? When you said that, were, that's what attracted you about this project. What did you see? And then what were you were what were you able to communicate to big? Investors, because the money has freed you up to do things at pace. Yeah. So what exactly what did you see first of all? Well, I mean, a lot of the permitting was in place, so we didn't
0: have to start from scratch. Um, we did a lot of reengineering on the project, but the basis of the work on me- metallurgy and, and the geology and the drilling and the resource was was all well done and in place, so we didn't have to spend a lot of time, uh, you know, putting that together or refining that. Right. But in terms of the whole project, I mean, we redesigned a lot of it. The layout changed, um, and you know we did have to amend some of the permits that we had uh, to, mm-hmm. to account for that. Uh, but that's what we did in our feasibility study, and you know that document was an execution document, right. not just uh, and and a financing mm-hmm. document. Well, as well, that
1: was last year, right? So yeah. remind us February, February it, twenty-two. Right. Okay, so it, it could be slightly slight out of date in the sense that the economy has been kind of crushed. We've seen people come to markets with these feasibility studies, and the numbers have been way out of whack. So has anything changed since February 2022 to now? Um,
0: I mean, definitely there's been some inflation over that period. Um, I'd say on the CapEx side, we had locked in uh, a lot of the pricing for, for our stuff. So I mean, our, our CapEx budget is tracking really well to our feasibility study, okay. which is 458000000 million. Um, I'd say that our feasibility study reflected commodity prices that were a bit lower uh, at that time it was pre-war uh, pre you know higher fuel prices and all that so that will definitely have a, a smaller or a, an incremental impact on our ASIC you know if you look at right compared to our feasibility but, study
1: but, but they kind of net each other off you've got a higher gold price yeah the cost, for sure. some costs have, have come up and some are coming down again, and, and again as well. So, do you, do you feel the need to make an announcement to market in terms of what those sense of what those numbers could be? Not, not at this point. I right, think We okay. will later, you know, early
0: next year when we be, be get, you know, six months to, to commercial production, we'll be revising our, our guidance and stuff like that. Right. Okay. But you know, some inputs have gone up. Some have gone down for us. You know, we locked in a, a power supply contract that is below our feasibility study mm-hmm. uh, cost assumptions. So there's pluses and minuses. So we we do and we do feel that inflation in Brazil has been consistently coming down over the last year. Yeah, um, so, which is a bit different than other jurisdictions. Um, so we're running around four four percent right now in Brazil in terms of right. inflation. Right, um, which is Amazing. which is quite modest.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, we can only dream of that in the UK. Um, okay, so let's talk about the again. What I'm want to try and do is. Kind of give people new to this looking in and going, well, is there anything left on the table for me, right? Yeah. So um, you're clearly at that kind of build phase at the moment. So typically, if we go lesson curve type discussion, yeah. it should be good. So you know, wh- what would what would your um, pitch be to them? Yeah, yeah I, I think exactly that. When you look at the lesson curve, um, you can see our stock
0: price definitely trending along the the upswing mm-hmm. of you know we're continuing to de risk the project, and deliver as expected. So I think over the next twelve months we're going to see a continued re-rating occurring. Uh, if right. you look at PNAV multiples um, of developers versus uh, producers, we still see that that upside going uh, right. in our favor. So we do think it's a, still a nice entry point for for investors to to,
1: to participate in that in that re-rating. Right, and, and what else do they what else they need to know about what they could be buying into in the, in, in the sense that you've got one project. In Brazil, big yeah, uh, 170, 175,000
0: ounces of per, production.
1: Per, yeah, and a little bit higher than that in the first five years yeah. as well, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, and life of mine, ten ten and a half years right now. Right. right. Okay. So you're throwing up a, well but a sick number. So right now we're probably in the range of seven hundred to seven fifty. Right. Okay. Uh, if you so adjust it. for crushing inflation. it. That's fine. That's a good number. Um, so, it's it's a big substantial asset and you've got to get it into production. You don't want to get distracted. You do. We have talked about and you do talk about in your marketing material potential for MA, especially in an environment like this where there's a lot of cash-strapped yeah. companies, but you've got to time that right. You don't want to get distracted. However, access to capital and cash generation are going yeah. to be part of your consideration. So, what should we be thinking about you as a company?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's two things. There's definitely MA. and um, because we, as a company, and our, given our capabilities, we feel like we can be tackling on another project uh, very quickly behind this. So, in terms of feasibility and being in construction, yeah, on another project in 2025, that would be an ideal situation
1: for, for our right. company. But you, you've kind of walked into like you know a, a perfect product in a way. Something, you picked up yeah. quite a good, a few tweaks and needed. Oh, as always. Um, but perfect product. Do you see yourselves as Brazil people, South American people, problem solving? Would you walk into something which has got te- technical issues?
0: Yeah. No, we're, we're willing to tackle existing operations yeah. that have technical issues, but especially if we think we can bring value add in terms of fixing those, hmm. or there's expansion opportunities where you need some capital reinvestment to Right. To get an expansion going and and whatnot, so those could be attractive to us as well. Right, and I would say,
1: yeah, Americas is
0: is kind of the playground that we uh, see ourselves looking at um,
1: in terms. Of is that because others find it difficult operating there or unsure how to operate there? Um, I mean, you every jurisdiction
0: us? is is a bit different. Um, the, um, when you yes, look at uh, yeah. the Americas, I mean, um, but you know, Brazil was a new jurisdiction for us. To yeah. be honest, I mean. Um, prior to that, we were in Suriname, British Guyana, Ecuador, um, and each one has its particularities. To be honest, but uh, Brazil was a first for us, um, and I, I think we've been able to tackle that one quite well.
1: Right. Okay. So st- just sticking with the think is again, I'm trying to I'm trying to say, it's like a new, new investor into your your company, and you say, well, what's what's the tr- trajectory so, of the company rather than the asset? Yeah. I mean, right?
0: the the business model. If you look at it, it's it's buying early stage, development stage assets that you buy for a low PNAV multiple. And if you're able to execute on those, then you, you, you go get the, the, the proper valuation yeah. from the market. So for us, I mean, given our sweet spot and skill sets of developing projects, which is something that not very many people have. Um,
1: we do feel we're a bit of a unique company in that sense. Well, given the history and the family background, etc., you, yeah, you'd hope so, yeah. right? But yeah. where's it gone wrong for so many people? Because it's been a really tricky year, not just in terms of gold uh, equities, but it's been tricky in terms of people being able to deliver and get projects across the brand, you know, across the, uh, the the finishing line. I mean, it really has. Yeah, they realize the opportunity, maybe, but at the same time, a lot of people people making a lot of promises and just just stumbling at the last hurdle. Get back on that. Well,
0: there's a lot of things you need to get right for sure. Um, but you know, I think a lot of people have taken feasibility studies off the shelf, and you know, they were able to get the financing and get the be able to push on the go button. Um, so either you know, detail engineering is not sufficiently advanced, or they haven't refreshed their their estimates to have a, a good yeah. idea of what it's really going to cost. Yeah. Um, so, but then then there's always staffing issues. I think in North America, you look at the ability to attract talent and and the have the right team to deliver is is a challenge. Uh, I think even
1: more so than than Latin America, for sure. Right. Okay. I, I just get, it's kind of like there's been a lot of value destruction in, in the market in gold equities over the last two years. of so the market certainly more on the retail family office office side than institutional guys know what they're getting getting into, and it's kind of discouraging. You, in fact, I've seen CEOs just sort of crumble in front of me and go, "You know what? I've had enough. Yeah. We got we got to get out of here." Yeah. But that's possibly more reflection of their asset and their ability than the market. Would you say? The market's still good for gold. Well,
0: i think the market is 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 there's not a new lot of new money coming into the market mm-hmm. so i think uh, people are being really picky with where where they put money into the space right now so i think financing new projects is definitely a challenge at the moment um you know gold prices generally in and generally good i mean so um if you can't make money at these prices then yeah maybe I should
1: move on to lithium. <laughs> we well, say that. You know, I, was, I spoke to um well us say it's a nearly three billion dollar gold company a few months back. But their their all in cost is somewhere up around today's gold price. It's it's difficult. You you got you've gotta be able to time these things. So history is not necessarily a reflection of the ability to f- succeed in, in, into the future. So there's a lot of balls, a lot of you know moving parts in all in all of this. and and then you're gonna be conscious of this over the next nine months till you get into yeah, actual production for sure i mean we we
0: manage our our cash really closely i mean uh, we're, we're large shareholders we put in a lot of our personal net wealth into the company hey. so i think every decision we make is it's, it's, it's every dollar's our dollar more entrepreneurial um, they are very very much entrepreneurial and i would say not just the management team but many people in the organization feel that it's you know their project and um, right, make decisions on that basis as well. So.
1: Right. Okay. So this conference is about meeting up with existing shareholders, say we continue to deliver quarter over quarter, we're on schedule, on budget. Yeah. That's that's the message. That's that's the message.
0: And you know, I think for a lot of investors in development stage companies, that is always their main concern is do you have enough money to finish your project? And are you gonna finish it on time? And then when you do finish it, you're gonna be able to operate it. Wrap up to deliver what it was intended to do, right? So, um, those are typically the things that uh, we're focused on now, and we give a lot of, you know, uh, details to our investors, saying that you know
1: we're yeah we're tending to business. Big institutions are just waiting for that one phone call from other companies, just going didn't quite get over the line. Apologies. <laughs> It'll be okay. Trust me. Um okay. Um, can I ask this thing? Because I I have said it many times um on our summaries after these interviews. Really like the way you've gone about structuring this, the 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 plan, the strategy, the team. In fact, you're putting you put a lot of your own family's money into this thing yeah. that you want this, that you need this to work, right? Um what's the one big decision that you think you got Right, which has influenced your ability to stay the course to be on course for delivering something of this scale. What's that what's the one moment apart from picking up the asset?
0: Yeah, I think that was, that was a big one. But um, I mean, we had to commit a lot uh, to buying equipment given the lead times. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we did put a lot of financing into the company before we made a construction decision and, right. and really put our project financing together but making those those decisions to say we're going forward and we're making commitments to to purchase a lot of equipment not knowing that everything was all all, all packaged with a bow on it yeah. so you do have to make those calls and um
1: make sure that you're gonna be able to keep schedule and was that, was that as a conscious decision again given the family's you know tr- trading history and in, in, in terms of building lines for people yeah. other people yeah. yeah is was that a kind of conscious decision was it a naive decision that's just come off like how do you how do you look back on that and can, i mean that's the reason you can always buy brand new equipment on the market yeah it's because people
0: <laughs> buy the stuff and then they, they don't have the full financing to actually start building right. this thing but no we we had a lot of faith that we could get across the line and, and do that so that that was a good important moment like we ordered our grinding circuit in may of 2022 yeah and it's on the ship right now heading to brazil so had we not committed that long in advance i mean we would not be targeting commissioning in in june next year right so right so those are a lot of decisions where we're always keeping track of um uh, you know, there's there's points in time where you do have to make decisions. You can't just sit on them and hope for the best. So you do have to commit.
1: You say if you've got the money. So for me, looking yeah. at this yeah. story, the big thing that I think you guys did was get a big chunk of money in early, really early. Yes, right. Yes. But you need to obviously have a story and a narrative and the track record to be and with with the experience of the team to get people to give you that to trust you to give you that in what was quite a choppy marketplace. That when I look back at this, when we write about it, that's the that's the kind of brave leap that you did because it could have been hugely value destructive. Disruptive, I think for you, yeah, you know. But there we go. Here we yeah. are, Sonny, and still sunny. Still lots of background. work to do. With. Lots of work to do. Well done. Keep yeah. keep doing it. It's yeah. um, I think you know a nice inflection point for people looking in at this story now. So yeah, appreciate your time today. Thanks. Thanks.